So welcome to another CMC podcast. Today we have another in the series of Meet the Instructor. And joining us today, we have Justin Klappenstein. Justin, you want to say hi? Hey, everybody. How you doing? So, Justin, what what got you into the fire service? Well, it truly was, was my dad. I grew up uh, with him being in the fire service. So just like every little kid, they want to... They want to be like their dad. They want to be a be a fireman. That's that's kind of what uh, what I've experienced. And so, just growing up, seeing uh, him and his career, being able to go visit the fire station, that kind of drew me into it. So, um, throughout the years, I've had his guidance, and I've started out with uh, explorers and and volunteer, and just worked my way up through um, just through the through the career path, really. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your career then? Uh, so I started out in, in high school, actually, just as a, as a explorer, actually. Explorer, that was, uh, gosh, that was, I think, 1991 I started that. And then uh, that was in Moreno Valley through CDF or Cal Fire, it's called now. And uh, became a volunteer firefighter in 1994 and I did that through up until the year 2000 um, and that uh, just kept my kept my interest going I, I, I had my experience with, with that you know and all the while going into um, getting hired by uh, an ambulance company is AMR American Medical Response uh, I think I was hired there in 2000 uh, or actually 98 I think I got hired in 98 went to e- was an EMT there driving an ambulance um, and then went to paramedic school out in Crafton Hills, because uh, it um, that was pretty much needed to be in the fire service. That was my goal to 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 be a fireman. And uh, was testing and testing, could not get hired. Uh, everybody wanted to be a fireman then, but then in two thousand one, uh, the Oceanside Fire Department uh, they they hired me. So Oceanside is, uh, it's just, if you don't know where it is, it's just south of Camp Pendleton, the Marine base. And um, uh, they are, uh, they're about eight stations. They're 42 square miles. Uh, they got three miles of coastline. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty decent sized city for out here. Um, and I've been working there uh, ever since. So spent five years as a firefighter paramedic, uh, five years as an engineer, Eleven years as a captain, and then uh, now I'm a battalion chief, uh, serving the city. So that's been really fun for me, um, and have have plans to retire out of there. That's a good position to be in there, huh? Yeah. So, uh, were you involved? Are you involved in any of the like the specialty teams, or uh, anything within the, the the department? Yeah. So so. Um, I'm involved in stuff in within our city, the city of Oceanside, actually. So we have we have a confined space program at the city, and so I help to to help build that up. Um, and then through through again follow, following footsteps uh, with my father, uh, he's in, does some teaching as well. So uh, naturally, I was wanting to go down the teaching route and take rescue stuff, rescue classes, and I got involved in teaching at my department. Um, so. Um, currently I teach for our department, for our academy. I teach for the community college called Palomar College, uh, for just some low angle rope rescue stuff for the, 
for the college uh, and also um, confined space rescue awareness. So they get that certificate right out of the, the academy. And so I teach there. Um, so I'm involved with uh, just some associations there. And then also uh, FEMA. Uh, California has eight task forces. I am a member of the California Task Force 8, and I currently serve as a rescue team manager over there. And um, that is, um, it's very healthy for just the whole rescue side of stuff because you get to see a lot of different aspects of the rescue disciplines. So that's good. So um, I do that. And then um, I've also had a chance to sit down and uh, be part of the, uh, the rewrite committee for the California State Curriculum for Confined Space Rescue Awareness and uh, just found out uh, the trench rescue rewrite uh, as well. So that's, that's pretty much it as far as my associations go. Wow. Well, that's a lot. Yeah. And that, those, yeah, those, uh, the state curriculum committees can be kind of interesting, I bet. Yeah. It's a, a lot of brains coming together. Um, you know, you have to follow what they, the, the direction that they want to go. Uh, but it's nice here in different aspects of it. And then, you know, being able to give your input to, to really, um, you know, shaping the curriculum is good because it's all about, truly it's about the end product, right? The, the, the students that we want to, um, want to create the students and instructors that we want to create. Yeah. And, and I think too, for our listeners, the, uh, the California, you know, some people may say, geez, you know, a task force in one state, but you guys are all very active on uh, just with the deployments within the state alone with between wildfires, mudslides, earthquakes, and everything else. Huh? Yeah. So it, it's, it's good. And to the, the way that this works is an agent, if an incident happens, obviously we try to handle it the best we can locally and then it just moves out to the region to the state and then if it gets super big yeah to the to the feds and so california we've got with those eight teams we've got a a cycle or a a a rotation through the state but there's also a national rotation so yeah it keeps us busy all the stuff that's that's uh that's happening in the nation yeah that's for sure so so when did you start with cmc CMC, I started in early 2015, uh, brought in uh, doing uh, the Rescue rescue 1-2, and uh, it was really good. CMC does, a, they really take their time. It's great. They take your time learning uh, or teaching you as, a, as an instructor, wanting to make sure you're good with uh, your, your, your disciplines, uh, so task books, stuff like that. I, I first started teaching just a rope one, two, and then moved out eventually to confined space and then now to, to trench rescue. Yeah. And then you do some, uh, and then you also do some, uh, some contract classes though too, right? They do. Yeah. So, yeah. um, it's, it's good here. We do, I mean, as you know, Doug, CMC does a ton of contract stuff out there from, from the full week classes, just to even just just one day classes, whether it's a uh, up here in LA uh, doing some of the dam work, uh, um, I've taught with you how in in several places doing some other uh, stuff with uh, at different dams, um, and that's the real interesting part of CMC and why I think we're so why the instructors are so um, versed and have such good experiences because. Man, all the different venues that we are able to to teach, we see a lot. We can apply a lot of different scenarios to the rescue uh, discipline. Yeah, I, I agree, and it's uh, and as an instructor, it's fun to get to those spots too. You learn just so much about that, you know, those specific 
types of industries. For sure. I think uh, yeah. seeing, seeing the, the, the people that are there and they're experts in their field um, and, and with, you know, wherever they work. And so we get to approach them with it, with the teaching and, and get to um, just kind of help broaden their, their horizons with stuff. But yeah, the venues are great. It's uh, you really get to, you really get a chance to see the rescue scenario in a lot of different ways. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, and each industry definitely has their own challenges. So yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So so, what do you enjoy most about teaching? Uh, so honestly, it's uh, I for me when me as I was learning uh, just all throughout my life, right? Not just the fire service, but through the rescue in general. I really appreciated the different instructors because when they when they took their time. Um, there was those, those aha moments, you know, when, as you're learning, so a lot of the stuff that you learn is just maybe passed down knowledge, but you didn't see it actually work out or you can, you, uh, once you, once you learn by, by, by the mistakes, right. And so, so you see something, how something doesn't work. I appreciated those instructors that took the time to, to kind of let me screw up and see why stuff didn't work and explain the why behind it. And so one of the best things I like about CMC is they do explain that. They explain the why behind it. We do all of our own testing. Uh, we take myths. We take stuff that, that we hear from other people, other industries. We try to apply it, see if it's, if it's true through testing, uh, debunk stuff that, that uh, maybe needs to be debunked um, so we can provide, uh, provide some validity to it. Um, and I think that provides probably some of the most clout from CMC. That's why the instructors are so, um, they have such a, a, a depth of knowledge they provide. Uh, when students ask questions, they can give that why behind it. They can give either rescues that they've been on or through data through testing. That's one of the, the biggest things I like about teaching. And, and then um, with the students too is providing, because of that, being able to provide that and see them get that, those those aha moments uh, where it ties together stuff for them to me that that makes it all worth it yeah that you're right that is it's so rewarding when that happens yeah yeah so so yeah with all with all those stuff you talked about you're a really really busy guy between the, the fire department and the, the teams and teaching and and uh and cmc but uh, when, when you're not doing that what uh what do you do for to keep yourself busy <laughs> yeah well uh when i'm at home here um i I like doing some some woodworking. I'm a I'm a big tinker. I I do woodwork, metalwork, you know, just any type of fabrication. And I Doug, I know you're the the, the same way. I think we've had many conversations about woodworking and stuff. But uh, I do enjoy that. Uh, I like helping out people just to design stuff. Um, and that's that's you know kind of when I have my own uh, my time. Uh, but I'm a big family guy too. Uh, like uh, going hiking with our with our family. Uh, any outdoorsy stuff. Uh, camping stuff like that. Uh, my wife and I are really uh, involved in our church out here, so um, yeah, it's a lot of good stuff. So you live in a great part of the country for hiking and uh, and camping and everything. Yeah, don't Best have to deal worlds. with uh, yeah, exactly. Don't have to deal with snow and cold and everything else. Huh? Yeah. So, so is there anything in tech rescue you've got really strong feelings about? In tech rescue, well. 
you know, I think that, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, kind of like what I was alluding to earlier, there's a lot of passed out knowledge that people have. Um, and so being able to, to go to the books, to go to resources, to be able to, to, to find it and apply it and see that why behind it. Um, I'm a huge fan of, um, just practicing your craft and honing your craft. I mean, it's, uh, and it doesn't matter what rescue discipline it is, because some of us, some of us don't like the ro- like the ropes and knots. Some of us like maybe just pounding hammers and the whole, you know, emergency building shoring or you know the trench rescue stuff. But depending on where you're where you work, um, and what disciplines you do, um, you know, that that could that could shape shape you who you are, what you do, what you focus on. But I think at the end of the day my thing is being able to have a resources where you can go back and, and if people uh, come with, with questions or you have questions you've heard along the year, the, throughout the years is to go back and, and try to find the information for yourself. Um, because at the end of the day, if you're, uh, if you're a worker or you're a rescuer, um, the whole safety aspect that's usually wrapped up in that, it, it depends on you as the person trying to, to find out the answers to that. So, um, you know, at CMC, there's, there's a, all your instructors you can pretty much go to, to to ask any of these and if they don't know the answer they can go find somebody to to get that answer to you yeah you're, you're right we're very fortunate that we can you know you know, you know phone a friend and uh you know call engineering or if there's a question on an nfpa standard we have people that sit on the NFP, on the nfpa committees so we can actually reach out to them and kind of get the why behind or the explanation what were the thoughts and so on yeah you're right it's it makes it pretty cool exactly and i, I and I think too, you know, you had kind of mentioned, you know, uh, the the different uh, skills and uh, you know the different disciplines. And you're one of our few guys that actually teaches, you know, not only rope but confined space and trench. So, yeah, it's yeah. a it's interesting with so with CMC, you know, Cal, you mentioned that California uh, with our state fire training or fire marshal, we have a whole curriculum through our state here, and CMC actually has the. They actually wrote the curriculum or they published the curriculum for uh, trench rescue and then for a lot of our confined space stuff as well. So uh, I currently sit as a as a senior instructor for the state for confined space and trench. And so it's cool wrapping CMC up with this in California and then outside of California. It's like taking this curriculum outside of the state um, and having it all be the same thing. Yeah, it definitely makes it much easier when you, when everything is consistent. That's for sure. Yeah. So... But then on the, on the other talk, like we talked about the contract classes, and uh, like I say, you and I have taught a couple of those together, and it's it's really fun to be able to customize the course right for the customer, and you know what are your hazards, and kind of help them kind of pre-plan it, if you will, and then practice that pre-plan. Yeah, I think you're right, Doug. It's it's you know having having a a good a broad knowledge of this, it does the customers uh, a good service because. There's there's some things that aren't necessary for a for a contractor a contract class to know. It, we might just be just bombarding them with information that they don't need to know. But you're right, being able to pick and choose stuff that is that is perfect for them that it meets it covers their hazards, what what concerns they have for their specific scenarios, whether it's um, through confined spaces and you know rope stuff. Um, that is you're right. That is the beauty of of this and what we can do. So, so what do you see in the future for uh, tech rescue, especially since you're you're involved in you know multiple disciplines? Where do you see it going? 
Oh gosh, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. I don't know if I've really thought about that. Um, definitely, um, you know, l lighter, some lighter stuff. Uh, <laughs> it, it's interesting with, you know, we've got some, the, all the whole 11 mil cash coming out, uh, it, it's been out. And so when the, at least out here in California, right? Well, maybe most of the nation, the half inch static Kermel rope, that's what we use. Everything is, is, you know, people teach this whole 15 to one safety factor, but then there's the mountaineering world and these two worlds collide, right? And, and where is, do we, do we meet in the middle of this with that and rope access? I know it's only getting more technical. And so, uh, the people that do rescue, they just will have continuing to, uh, to have a lot more information and a lot more stuff that they have to learn. So, you know, being these, these incidents that are, that are low frequency, high risk, boy, you've got to have players that have the time and the knowledge to be able to do this stuff and do it, do it on a regular basis to practice. Yeah. And that's, and I, and, you know, I agree with you that I think some of the, the newer lighter equipment, um, you know, in some degrees makes that even easier mm. to, to, you know, to hone in practice, but in some aspects it makes it more complicated because there's more stuff out there. You have to kind of choose what works and and then practice with what you've decided. Yeah, you know, it, it, that's right. And I think what's important with this is learning the fundamentals, right, of, of, of the stuff that we learn in the rope one, two classes. You take that and you learn what's important about that and the forces that are involved and the, the, the strengths of the systems and, and, and everything with your components. You can apply those same principles to... Uh, the mountaineering world to rope access to all this stuff, and as long as you know you're, you're operating at that technician level, so you you know where to uh, you know how how to properly rig and and uh, as long as you have that depth of knowledge, then you should be safe. You should be okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, having that, having that that the fundamentals to always fall back on it uses your basis. Yeah, yeah I agree. Very very important. So, I think. Uh, it's been interesting since our, our rope casters are split between, uh, you know, half inch and, and 11 mil to watch the students, which they gravitate towards. And there's definitely been a, uh, I think a, a, a switch over that everyone tries to get that 11 mil cash, especially if we're someplace where they got to carry it any distance. That's it. You know, scenario, yeah? well, and especially with the, with the lighter stuff, you know, the, the NWCG, all the, the, um, the, um, the REMS, you know, these REMS positions mm -hmm. that, are, that are coming in. You're hiking in stuff, man. You're not going to be hiking in steel carabiners and half-inch, you know, static caramel rope. You want, you're right, you want the light stuff. Um, and and that's just one small aspect of it, you know. Mm -hmm. If there's if there's um, any other mountaineering teams or just for the, the work stuff, the people for work access, they, they want light stuff as well. Yeah, now with the the strengths being very comparable to the uh, to the half inch stuff, there's not many reasons not to use it. For sure. Yeah. Well, actually, anything else you'd like to add here? Or? Oh, this has been great. Yeah, it's, uh, I enjoy every class. You know, uh, it's great meeting the students. The students they bring such a rich part of the class because you learn from their uh, for one their experiences uh, about what they do. Either either their knowledge stuff that, that they've done in the past or how things work uh, with with what they do, either it's a, a contract class. Um, 
but also like you said man just the different venues uh it's it's there's so many different ways or different different uh environments right that you that you rescue the classes that we do it's uh, uh on the rocks at, at at vegas or inside refineries uh some of the stuff that you and i have, have done crazy stuff so yeah it's cool for me it's cool to see all the, these different venues and and you know i look forward to all the future classes with the, the students that we see yeah excellent so well, thanks for joining us, and hopefully uh, our students and prospective students uh, got a little bit uh, uh, more of an insight into get, and getting to know you a little bit better. And uh, so stay tuned for another CMC podcast. Thank you.